Now, Holly Frontier, not the 1960s movie star. No, she was Different. good in the Bond movies. Holly, Holly Frontier, yeah. ticker HFC. I don't remember if that was her ticker that was in that movie. Yeah, she was there. Oh, no. She was on there with Pussy Galore. Do you remember her? I do. Yeah, that was a good movie. So anyway, uh, but that, not anyway, that Holly. We digress, Frontier. right? Yes, yes. Holly Frontier. What uh, did, I think you this has a no, great. I, I did was, I pick this? You one? picked it. I had I the towers. Okay, Holly Frontier. Again, out of fifty-seven names that came through our screen, the beauty of a screen is if you believe in the screen, the stock got through your screen. So that's a lot of positives already. Rewind to hear what the screen was. But this stock is 50, one out of 57 that made a screen that had a came out of a universe of 2,100 companies. So that's pretty good. And then and then passed our and then it passed yeah. our rigorous screenings yeah. where we looked at everything. Yeah. I mean, we see we saw everything, and we, this is one of the ones we chose. Why? Well, first it's three times EBITDA, and that means earnings before interest, taxes, and depreciation divided by enterprise value, which is the amount we'd have to pay to own the rights to the cash flow, all the stock, all the debt, less the cash, that yield is 33%. Now, the bank's paying two. The government's paying two. No one's paying anything. This, If we bought this company, Mo, next year we would have a 33% return. Now, when that happens... Do you have $10 billion? No. So we're not buying no, it. No, we're not, we're not going to do that today, but we could, we could make a few calls. But you sounded so convinced that Just, you were going to own well, the Well, ultimately, that's the anchor to valuation is the thought that somebody could buy this thing. And it's $10 billion, so in this world, that's not a price that somebody... I mean, Exxon could swoop in and buy this if they felt like it. So there's some anchor just based on the fact that somebody could do that. Or floor, I should say. Anchor doesn't sound as good. And so at a 33% earnings yield or cash flow yield, you can make a huge mistake on overpaying uh, because, you know, there's a lot of cushion to the valuation. The stock's had a good run, so I'm not buying it on the momentum. You may want to talk about that. But at three times EBITDA, I look back over the history here on earnings, and EBITDA, you know, it is kind of peaky right now. Their sales have quadrupled in the last five years, and their EBITDA has gone up tenfold. Right. So we certainly want to get behind that. I'm going to guess there's a, a fair amount of uh, increase in you know oil and gas prices that have been a function in that because they do crude oil refining and marketing of refined petroleum, and gas prices have been at record highs over this period. But I really don't think gas prices are going to be returning. I'm talking about gasoline to old levels because the United States government is not approving any more refineries, and so we've got this shortage of gasoline refining capacity that's not going away. And I think that these kinds of EBITDA levels, while they may come down a bit, I think that they're going to certainly be in the ranges where three times EBITDA is a good deal. And well, that's you know, my and, thesis. And, and you can also um, you can also look at another set of numbers and possibly identify a picture of what these guys are doing um, to add to to your analysis. And that is, they look like they're rolling up companies in the industry. You know, they're an energy company, and if you look at their long-term debt, it was three hundred. It was, it was zero in two thousand seven. Then they borrowed three hundred and forty million. 
The next year, 2009, debt went up to 700 million, then 800 million, then a billion two. Last year, a billion four. These guys are taking on a lot of long-term debt, and their assets have gone from 1.2 billion to 10 billion. So they're buying stuff. They're yeah. using long-term debt, and they're buying stuff. No, the their share w- count's going up too. When exactly. You know so they're buying mm-hmm. companies with a combination of debt and stock. And so the question that you have is, how long can the roll-up fuel the growth? Because you, even if the industry doesn't have organic growth, in a roll-up situation like this, these guys could be hot for three or four years if there are, call it hundreds of small energy enterprises and energy operations that they can buy and roll into their, uh, roll under their umbrella. So it looks interesting. I'm just looking up here. I mean, they do, just to your point, Mo. They do twenty billion in sales, and so I'm just going to look up. And they were uh, only doing four billion in sales in 2009, so yeah. you know that's not organic growth in any industry. I'm just looking up Exxon here. Um, Exxon is four hundred billion market cap. These Ooh. guys are ten, so uh, they're not going to be buying Exxon then. And then these guys do four hundred and thirty-one billion dollars uh, in. Uh, sales, and these guys do twenty. So, I mean, they're big, but you know, they're small enough. It seems to maybe be potentially bought at some point. Well, it, there's one last thing that I point out, and that is, yeah, it does look like it's a roll up because the debt shares are going up. What's interesting is I normally don't pay that much attention to analysts, but I noticed on your page and on my page we both circled something. Average rating was overweight, which you again don't see these very often in, the, in, in our shows. We run them through a rigorous screen, then we winnow that down big time, and we end up with four names, and, and it's almost never overweight. So yeah. you got 18 analysts following this company. It's a lot. They've got, uh, they've got an overweight rating, and they have a target price of 59 bucks. And so that's a twenty percent upside. Yeah. So you know, if you believe in analysts, which I guess you ought to, because well, that's who I would we also are. I'd point that out for me as a negative. The fact that it's weighted, overweighted by the Wall Street is probably a, a piece of negative. But on the other hand, I'm what I'd say this maybe is so obvious that trying to be tricky about whether you're a contrarian or not, it's just you know, oil, gasoline are in short supply. Uh, the world is growing richer. The whole world wants to have lifestyles like you know the Western world. That means more energy use per capita, more gasoline use per capita, and uh, and so you got to figure that this stuff's going to be going up in value faster than GDP and things like that. So, Holly Frontier, not and the movie star, not the movie star, ticker HFC.